0: Hello and welcome to Soul Self where we talk all things energy, consciousness, trauma healing, mindset manifesting and more. Prepare to turn your pain into medicine and inspiration so you can be in alignment living your purpose, having juicy relationships and lush abundance. To stay up to date, join my newsletter at bloomshucky.com and make sure to browse some of my other offerings. Hello and welcome back to my podcast. I'm really excited to dive into how to be confident in your boundaries. The day of this being published, it is May 20th, 2021, and we are in the shadow period of eclipse season. A full moon is around the corner. Mercury retrograde, also Saturn retrograde. Um, but I'm really excited to dive into this because there's been, it like boundaries have been a hot topic leading up to now, and. Yeah, like with Mercury retrograde shadow period starting, people are going to be crossing boundaries. So it's really important to reiterate your communication, get really fucking clear on what you're asking for and what you're actually desiring. So with Mercury retrograde, there tends to be a lot of miscommunication. So today we're going to talk about how to be confident in your boundaries. And this is really fucking important because it's very easy to draw a boundary, but to not actually like follow through is a whole other thing right so you can have boundaries in your personal life and your work life and you actually need to have boundaries in both so personal boundaries is basically guidelines or rules or limitations that a person so you and I create to identify reasonable safe and permissible ways for other people to behave towards you And it's also about how you will respond when someone crosses those limits when someone passes those limits. So that's what a boundary is. So about how to be confident in your boundaries. The thing I see people do a lot is say, yeah, I have boundaries. But when someone crosses them, they don't know how to actually communicate it to them. And they don't know how to actually hold their boundaries. And and basically be confident in your boundaries. And that is the most important part of even having boundaries. Like it's pretty pointless to even have boundaries if people are just going to cross it and you're not going to actually say, it, right? Like no biting of your tongue. Okay. No holding back. Open motherfucking throat chakra. Ladies and gentlemen, let's fucking rock the goddamn boat. Okay. People are not rocking the boat and that is causing problems in relationships, in society, and work life, all that stuff. It's just creating more egotistical people that actually have so much anger towards them because they're not expressing their desires and then they're just building up all this resentment within them. That's a lot to take in. <laughs> so confident in your boundaries. That's what I want to go off on. The first thing is when you are deciding what your boundary is, when you're explaining your boundaries to someone, or you're explaining, like, hey, this is my boundary, or please don't cross my boundary, XYZ, people might be like, what a fucking bitch, and get really fucking triggered. But firstly, there's a massive difference between drawing a boundary and just being a bitch, okay? That's number one. Two, it is not your responsibility to deal with how someone has responded with your um your boundaries, right? It's absolutely not your problem. And the reason why I'm saying this is because if you like you cannot control someone else's response, right? You can only control how you communicate to someone. So as long as your intention behind your boundary is love, like, generally for yourself, right, because it's self-respect, there's nothing else that you can do for the other person, and as long as you're communicating the boundary with an undertone of, um, like, energy of love underneath what you're communicating, there is ain't shit you can do, like, for how they receive it, like, oh, Shane is being a bitch, or Shane is being rude, there's nothing you can do about that, because you can't control someone else's mind, as long as you have the intentions and you come from a place of love, like, honestly, you can't control anything else. And I know it's hard to be like, to not like dwell and focus on other people's perceptions. But because you like never really intend to hurt someone, but they might take it in a really terrible way. But with everything, you know, even when you're trying to explain the truth about something to someone or... Or, you know, in your relationship when you're communicating how you basically fucking communicate with each other, right? Like you're explaining what you desire more from the other person. If they take it in a hurtful way, I know your intention isn't to be hurtful, right? And it's up to their per- like their perception of how they're going to take it. And you have to remember that people will always hear things to fit their own paradigm. Um Another way to say that, basically, they will digest things in their mind according to their own stories. So if their story is like Shana's mean. if I draw a boundary, then they're only going to see it as like, "Oh, here's another example of Shayna being a bitch, right But if someone knows like for example, um, let's say if it's like your average guy who hasn't done any personal development work, right and let's say that you talk to someone who does understand like, hey, speaking your truth is important, right? Like I'm drawing a boundary. And they like get this work, they would be like, hey, thank you so much for sharing that with me. I apologize for crossing your boundary. And now I know not to cross your boundary. And that's it. It's that simple. Like now they know you're both on the same page. It also creates space and invites them to like, draw their own boundaries as well and people who don't really understand this and aka the people who don't even draw their own fucking boundaries those are the ones who feel personally attacked so you have to remember that people are going to mirror things within you so let's say you draw a boundary towards your friend Sally and Sally goes I'm a God. like and she's a bitch back to you that is because you are mirroring back to her what she does, right? Like she probably doesn't draw her own boundaries, hence she doesn't understand it. But if someone is drawing their own boundaries, they're actually appreciative when you communicate your boundaries to them. So while it might actually be true that like being a projection, a mirror, they see like, oh shit, like this is something I need to work on. They might go home and be like, oh man, i That, like, really pissed me off or whatever. It actually, like, plants a seed in their mind of, like, hmm, like, why did that upset me, right? And then they can actually reflect and grow from there. Like, you don't have to tell them, like, oh, Sally, I triggered you. You need to work on this. Like, you don't have to say anything. But it will, over time, plant that seed for them. And it also gives them permission to start to communicate their own boundaries, which is also very important. So something that I actually find helpful when drawing boundaries is asking questions. So, okay, so let's, let's say you're doing a work boundary and someone is emailing you on the weekends and then they email you again Monday morning, like, oh, hey, have you gotten my email? And it's like, well, it's been the weekend, right? Right if you want to respond to them or let's say like someone texts you in the night and then they text you again at six in the morning and it's like, well, calm the fuck down. Like, and people actually do this kind of stuff. Okay. So that's instant gratification. And I think that's what I'm going to do an episode on next week to dive deeper into it. But we constantly have this need for like instant, instant, instant stuff. And when we don't have that, Instantaneous reply or instantaneous satisfaction, our brain goes, Oh my God, what's happening? Because we're so used to it these days. So it's really important that, you know, when I'm drawing a boundary with someone, I say, Firstly, I need you to please put yourself in my shoes, or I would love for you to put yourself in my shoes, or I'm hoping that you can respect XYZ. Can you respect this kind of thing, right? And I'm just asking them in a really nice language of like, hey, can you please respect that I'm running a business or that I'm having a weekend and I would love for you to honor that. And like, you can also call people out. You can totally call people out if they're being a needy fucker and not respecting your boundaries, especially like if you've, if you've communicated your boundaries to someone before, and this definitely happens to me with my clients if you've like communicated a boundary before, or you communicate to them that like, "Mm, let me think of an example. Um, Like, oh, I'm going away for the weekend. And I'm going to have limited access to internet or whatever. And I'll respond to your emails Monday morning, right? And they message you again being like, hey, it's been five days since you applied. And it's like, well, you were aware of what's going on in my life. Like, that's when you can reiterate, just so you know, I said to you on Friday, I am going away for the weekend. And I really need you to respect that I've got an inbox full of other people as well. So, you know, I apologize for not meeting your expectations. And you know what, fuck that you don't even have to apologize. Don't apologize for the hell of it, right? Like, like you could say to the, I don't know. I guess you could say it, or whatever. I don't say sorry if I don't mean it. So, I don't think anyone should. But um, I'm sorry, or my apologies for not meeting your expectations or whatever. But I'll get back to you promptly. You know, or in a whatever. You know, just like in a nice way, kind of reiterate like, hey, I did mention that I was going to be away or whatever. Um. I totally lost my train of thought. Um, or even saying something like, Hey, I would really appreciate if in the future you can honor that I am taking time for myself and trust that X, Y, and Z will be done. So that's some boundary talk. Um, the other thing is that when we're talking about boundaries and getting triggered by boundaries, if you feel abandoned or you felt abandoned when you were a kid If you feel abandoned and not loved by people drawing boundaries towards you um, and you feel challenged by it, that is actually your inner child wound showing. So if someone draws a boundary towards you and your ego is like attacked, there's two ways this can happen. You might be like, oh my God, and get defensive and feel like someone's attacking you in a, um, like your ego gets defensive and, it's like a very head energy, um, very masculine, very like trying to prove you're right. But then it's, it's kind of hard to explain. And I hope you can get what I'm trying to explain. It's kind of it's basically your ego's response, right? Let's say for example, there is, you know, there's some situations where you are actually right, and the other person is actually wrong. And you're not saying, I'm right, you're wrong from an egotistical place. You're saying you're from a very soul-based place, right? Like, hey, you're actually wrong. But when you're setting boundaries, if the other person is getting angry, it's very important to stay calm. And I have—I actually have an example. So I took my car windows to get tinted, and I had taken a picture when I got to the parking lot of the mileage, and it had the date, the time, everything. When I came back to pick up my car, there were 20 extra miles and I showed the owner and asked who had driven my car. And it was denied that anyone had driven my car. And this upset me because gas is expensive. If anything happened in my car, it is a sports car. It would be a liability. And what would their excuse be? What would their reasoning be? And it's really the principle and the value, and they totally denied it that anyone had driven my car. So I just, you know, I, I don't usually suggest saying this. But I did say like, you know what, you are actually incorrect, because I have evidence here. And in that moment, I was setting my boundary of like, hey, you need to admit it because it was like a, I am right, you are wrong kind of thing, right? Like I have physical evidence. and. Yeah, you know, and and I think my point being is just that when you are telling someone, like, hey, you are wrong, you have to feel it in your soul. Like, it can't be, like, you're not, I I wasn't saying, like, you're actually fucking wrong, you're lying, whatever, from a headspace out of anger or ego. It was soul-based because I was, like, deeply, I deeply know that this is true, right? Like, there's no part of me that's, like, Oh yeah, maybe I'm on the wrong. Like there's no second guessing of myself. So in those kind of scenarios, if you just take a step back and you're like, let me fully process this situation. And you're like, no, like you are incorrect. Then that's not even like a perception kind of thing. That is like a human decency. You are wrong kind of thing. So in, in situations like that, where it's basically a human rule and not a perception thing of like, you just don't do that, right? In that scenario, you can actually say like, I am right, you are wrong. But a majority of the time, when you're in an argument with someone or there's some kind of miscommunication, if you say like, you're fucking wrong, or your head's like, you're wrong, I'm right, when the energy is coming from your head, that's your ego. But when your energy is in your soul and you're really grounded and you're like, no, I'm, I'm pretty right. Like I am right. That is a soulful space. That's what I wanted to explain to you. So, so I was explaining two ways that you can be triggered when you are drawing a boundary with someone. In that scenario, I wasn't triggered because it wasn't a childhood wound. It was a soulful kind of response. It wasn't for my ego. He was triggered though, because Obviously there was a childhood wound there and I'm assuming it was something about not feeling good with his parents and having to just fucking lie and being ridiculed X, Y, Z, whatever. So that's why it was very triggering for him where he just went ballistic on me and he felt abandoned and unloved and he really went off on me and definitely getting a poor Yelp review The next thing with boundaries is when you are drawing a boundary with someone, people do twist your words and make it a different meaning. Not always, but people totally can. So this is why it's very important that on a soul level, you fully believe in your boundaries. Because if you don't fully fucking believe in your boundaries from a soulful level, then if someone twists your words, you might be like, Oh, shit, they're right. Or you might then get defensive. But if you can identify like, okay, no, you are twisting my words, that is not what I said, it helps you to stay confident and be strong in your boundaries. So like I said, before, in with people like twisting my words and stuff, right? Um, Or like their thought process, their stories, their paradigms, they are projecting that, right? They can, not will, they can twist your words to suit what they're trying to get out of a situation. So this especially happens if they are in a very emotional state in their life or something like that. Or if something major has happened in their life and they're an emotional wreck, then they're more They have more emotions, so they're not necessarily going to take a step back and think about what you said and see your opinion. They're going to be like, no, she ain't fucking listening. My inner child isn't getting what I want out of this. And what your inner child is wanting out of it is the whole you're right, I'm wrong kind of thing. But that's not necessarily the case because you're only drawing a boundary because that is also a sign of self-respect for you. Boundaries are... Boundaries can be complicated to explain. So, I just want you to receive this, however it's sitting with you. So, whatever is coming up for you is perfect. If you don't fully understand what I'm saying, then just go back and re-listen. And I also just want to do a shameless plug of these podcast episodes are basically what my coaching style is like. So, we sit, you tell me a story, I deliver intuitive messages and also the science and everything behind all of this. But um, with boundaries, like, whatever is coming through for you with, while you're listening to this is exactly what you need to know, it's perfect for you. So the next thing is that when you have boundaries, and you are sharing your boundaries, the biggest thing about having boundaries and why it's important It's an act of self-respect. It's an act of self-love. And you can't expect other people to respect you and love you if you don't actually love and respect yourself. So as you draw boundaries, the benefit of drawing boundaries is, remember, drawing boundaries, not holding people to them, is it actually goes into your aura. So the people who come into your life, It's naturally just going to be there. It's written there. So people will actually just follow that guideline. So this is why it's important to draw boundaries because, for example, like with clients, it's important to draw boundaries. And if a client were to cross your boundaries, like whether you're a lawyer, consultant, whatever, just anybody like a manager, if one of your clients or employees crosses a boundary, if you don't explain it to them they're not going to fucking know. So you need to explain it to them so that they know. And also, so it's in your field and your aura. So it prevents it from happening repetitively. So of course, it might happen in the future. But if you draw the boundary again, and it'll diminish the amount of times that happens. So if you have clients, or employees that are actually constantly twisting your words, that to me is a red flag because they are not being open to actually being like, okay, I'm hiring Shayna or you um, because you're an expert. They're actually like, I want my clients to hire me because I'm the expert and because they trust me, right? But if they are tr- twisting my words, that tells me that they are not open to receive new information. They are not open to changing their thought patterns. So if you have clients or employees that are constantly twisting your words, to me that's a huge red flag that 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 they are probably way more work than what it's worth. And energetic work for you, like, that's fucking draining. It's ridiculously fucking draining. Like it's literally like talking to a brick wall. I've had one client like this. God, just one client. Thank God it, you know, I set my boundaries. That's actually the first time where I was like, damn, even though I do this kind of deep work helping people, I definitely need to have boundaries, right? So yeah, those are brick walls that talk back to you in unhelpful ways. (laughs) But I want to talk about some examples on how you can draw a boundary. So first thing I want to say is don't ever say but When when you're sharing your boundaries, say and. When you say but you actually cross out the, um, the beginning of the sentence. So let's say, for example, if you're like, I love you, but well, you just crossed out the, I love you by saying, but so you always want to say something like, I love you and, or whatever you're saying. So for example, if we're going to draw a boundary, it's okay for you to tell me how you're feeling. And it's not okay for you to yell at me. So if you said it's okay for you to tell me how you're feeling, but you shouldn't be yelling at me, you're basically saying like, it's not okay for you to tell me how you're feeling. So especially if you're saying this to a man, that's what they're going to hear. So you want to say it's okay for you to tell me how you're feeling. And it's also not okay for you to be yelling at me because then you're saying like, I want to hear how you're feeling and I don't want you to yell at me while you're doing it. So please explain it to me. Another way to draw a boundary is, Hey, I would really appreciate if you would be able to give me the heads up that you're not able to come a bit earlier. So for example, let's say a client is running really late and they tell you, Oh, like I'll be there, you know, in five minutes, but then it ends up being like 30 minutes later then you actually would turn them down and just be like, I can't. And that can actually really trigger them. But you're not trying to be a bitch. You're just literally saying like, I can't do your session in half an hour later. That's as simple as what it is. So again, people might twist your words if they are being triggered by it, or if that wound is coming up for them. But so what else you can say is, no, I can't. And I would really appreciate if you can just be able to give me the heads up that you're not able to come a little bit earlier next time so that I know. And again, that's just drawing a boundary of like, hey, I need you to tell me earlier than this. Otherwise, I'm running late and you're pushing back the rest of my appointments and you don't have to like blame or shame them. This isn't about that at all. For, you know, you don't want to blame or shame people for being laid for not being a good enough pound partner. What this is about is literally actually communicating what you want speaking your truth. Because when you don't speak your truth, and you bite the bullet, you bite your tongue, you bottled it up, it actually creates fucking resentment in your body. It creates resentment towards other person and it's so not fair on them. And over time, it actually creates an energetic block. So my clients have a 15-minute grace period. In between clients, I need 30 minutes for myself to clean up, to cleanse my energy, whatever I do, right? And let's say a client comes in 30 minutes late. Of course, I'm going to turn her down. But let's say I didn't do that and I took her just because she sat in traffic or what have you, I would actually end up resenting my client And it wouldn't be fair, because then I'm pushing back all my other clients, people who are showing up on time, I'm then seeing them 30 minutes late, and people plan their whole day out, you know, so it's not fair to them. It's not fair to me, just because someone showed up late, right? So that is being submissive. If I were to allow that, that is being submissive in a toxic way. That is me absorbing the resentment. So that's the flow and effect. The effect of that at the end of the day is either I don't get through all my clients, whatever I need to do, or I'm just ridiculously angry, right? And another thing is with triggers, like if someone says like, hey, I don't appreciate you being nasty behind my back, you would only be triggered if you were actually being nasty behind that person's back. But you wouldn't be triggered if you would if you weren't actually being nasty behind their back, right? So you kind of would have been like, okay, whatever. And you would not be triggered. So, and if you know that you have resentment, it's very important to clear that out because it is actually the emotion that is underlying for all those who have cancer on whatever level. But that's why I have a coach and a healer of my own to walk me through processes and I will gladly do it for you um, yeah. Um, the last thing I want to say about boundaries is, um, another example of drawing a boundary is this. I know you had a commitment and it showed up last minute, but just so you know, because sometimes people don't know, you've canceled many times. And I'm wondering if in the future you can please respect my time as I respect yours. And that would mean a lot to me. So this is an example of like, when your friend is constantly de- uh, canceling for dinner or whatever it is, right? Boom, you'll probably trigger her. But remember, it's not your responsibility to deal with how someone has responded to your boundary, right? And it's remember that as long as you set your boundaries with the intention of love and self-respect, not being a bitch, just self-respect and also maybe pointing out to them what they are actually doing incorrectly, these are kind of, and when I say incorrectly, I don't mean your perception of incorrectly, I'm referring to the unwritten human laws, right? Um, kind of like giving people like space to reply to your phone call, or text message, things like that, or telling your friends when you're running late, not canceling after the start of an appointment, What would be another one? Um, not yelling at people or not abusing people, for example, like those are unwritten human laws, human rules, or not like blackmailing and manipulating people, right? You don't fucking do that. So now I'm going to be diving into some questions that I had opened up a box on Instagram for in regards to setting boundaries. So let me go ahead and pull up the questions. First question. Practicing saying no to what does not serve you so you can find your worth in other ways. I love this question. This is a really beautiful question. Practicing saying no to what does not serve you so you can invite your worth in other ways. There's a really short and quick answer to this. It's about self fucking respect. It's about respecting yourself. So... I was actually talking to one of my clients about this. So, she wanted to raise her hourly rates and she was like, "Oh, is it mean to raise it for the people that are already working with me?" And I said, "Do you respect yourself or not?" And she was like, "Uh, yeah." And I was like, "Well, right now you're in your head and not respecting yourself. Do you want to uprate your uprate rate?" And she was like, "Yes, I do." And I was like, "Okay." And the thing that's holding her back is literal fear of judgment. So when you are doing things that don't serve you, it actually lowers your vibrational frequency. It creates resentment and whatever container you're in, whether it's with you and your boss, you and your mom, you and your partner, you and your clients, you don't say no when you want to you are then creating resentment in that relationship with that person or that thing. So resentment is the killer of relationships, okay, or things. Resentment is even the killer of your passion for your job. So if you are doing things that you don't like to do in your job, that is creating resentment. So practicing saying no, that don't serve you, there's no quick fix to this, right? Bottom line, is if you are a chronic people pleaser, you will find drawing boundaries to be very difficult, but the only way to get better at it is by practicing. And you need to know that if someone doesn't like your boundary, that's on them. That's not on you. You are not responsible for other people's triggers or other people's issues or whatever the fuck it is. And a lot of the times when you actually draw boundaries, it does trigger people, right? Because they're surprised that you even did that. So one of my clients actually, um, what what was, what exactly was it? She actually said to me, like, she was like, Shana, you really, uh, you really trigger the fuck out of me with how strong you have boundaries. And I was like, okay, yeah. Like, and that's a good thing. Right. And she was very well aware of the fact that it triggered her because she wanted that. So that is key. So the things that trigger you, it's actually telling you something and your triggers are the doorway to growth, right? So when you are not saying no, when you want to, you're not respecting yourself and you are not having any self-worth. So practicing to do that is literally that you have to practice it and you have to do it again and again and again. The more you do it, it becomes a new level of yourself. Okay. it can be really hard in the beginning. this is why you have to be able to trust and back yourself up. Trust that if someone walks away because of your boundaries, that's on them and not on you. Because no matter what, at the end of the day, you got you baby girl. Next question. Tips on practicing shutting your ego off. So the best tip I have is for you to pull it out and talk to it. You got to give it a name, like pull it out, like, Hey, Sandy, Oh God, I fucking hate the name Sandy. Anyways, um, pull it out and be like, yeah, Sandy, what the fuck do you want to say to me today? And Sandy says, you're a fat piece of shit. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Sandy, that served you. Bye, bitch. (laughs) Like, so you need to talk to your ego because it is not you. It is not your soul. It is the thing in your head that is running through. It is seeing out your limiting beliefs and it is seeing out the glasses of your own shit. So that's how you have to do the work and really know your limiting beliefs. Like for myself, I don't have that many limiting beliefs and that's how I know I'm about to take that quantum leap of absolutely living my dream fucking life. So I actually like to bring humor into it because like Sometimes there's just so much like seriousness in personal development. Like, let's bring some fucking light into this, right? Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, when you have a limiting belief, you're like, fuck that shit. I'm unsubscribed to that. <laughs> you know. So, point being is, it's important to shut off the ego because it's not your soul, right? And by doing the work, you actually eliminate a lot of your ego because you're getting more in touch with your soul. So it doesn't become a problem. And when I do, when I say doing the work. In that case, it's all about you showing up for yourself. So go to bloomshakti.com, underwork with me, go through how you can have a coaching healing, energy healing session, and, you know, go from there. Next question. How do you stay true to your goals when people try to conversation nice you not to? I think she's saying, I think she's saying, how to stay true to your goals when other people are trying to tell you not to. So here's the thing. When you're listening to other people, you are not standing in your boundaries. You have no self respect for yourself and you are letting other people control your life. That's why you don't have the life that you want to be living because so far for your whole life, you're living everyone else's life and not your own. Now, I get that this is really hard when you're in relationships or with your family, but the bottom line is that, and I truly believe this and like, I, you can totally believe what you want, but this is me. They are meant to be the one or those soul friends. They will support you no matter what. They won't judge you for your crazy ideas or for your crazy ambitions. They just love and support you. So a comment with that is that I feel like a lot of people don't know what they want to do because their dad or their parents are like, oh, you're going to be a doctor or you're going to be an engineer or it's a great paying job. It's safety and this, that, whatever bullshit, right? And in the beginning, if you have your dream life, they might not support you. And it doesn't mean that they don't love you. People not supporting you so not supporting you doesn't mean that they don't love you. A lot of times, they're looking through their own limiting beliefs, and they're just worried about you, and they just want you to be safe. This happens a lot with people's dads. I know it definitely happened with my dad, like I thought my dad didn't love me because I completely shifted gears and I was going back to like wanting to study psychology, which is what I wanted to do at, at 18. And, uh, you know, I just didn't because I was daddy's little girl and he was like, no, be a doctor. But at the end of the day, he just wants me to be safe and that's it. So what can happen when you're in the beginning of pursuing your dreams? And it could be like going to fucking Tony Robbins like event or whatever or you know like your partners like what the hell like you're quitting a job and you're going to go pursue this or oh my god you're going to spend this much money on you know having a session from this girl you follow on Instagram it's not that they don't believe in you it's just that they want you to be safe and you might not have their 100% support however as long as you have your own support and you trust yourself and you back yourself, you will succeed. And once they see that you have safety and security in that, in that new life, new mindset that you have for yourself, then they'll come back and support you. And it's kind of, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's really important for you guys to understand that you cannot not live out your dream just because other people aren't supporting you. Because then how many times in your life are you going to stop the things that you really want to do? Just because you don't have support. Like you're the only person who can give yourself support. So if you're not supporting yourself, that is the first step. Because if you want other people's support, you're never going to fully go wherever you're supposed to like actually be. So that's that. So how to stay true to yourself? You got to trust yourself and stop living out other people's limiting stories. If you continue to do that, you're going to live a very limited life me I'm going through the questions to kind of see what would actually be relevant to this episode okay another question is about self-love so I really feel like with self-love a lot of people think like oh I'm doing face masks at home and I'm doing this and that like massages and meditating and eating healthy and you're like yo that's great but Self-love isn't about that. Self-love is about what's really fucking going on in your brain. Like you can do a lot of physical self-love, right? But if your brain's like, you're not good enough, you don't deserve this, you don't deserve to be here, then that's actually what you need to work on. At the crux of it, self-love is about mindset. It's about reprogramming your subconscious brain, not just about having a bath okay? Because that shit lasts 30 minutes and that's it. So it's really about honoring your insides, honoring your outsides, honoring yourself wholly, completely. And it's not like, oh, I'm going to put time aside for self-love on Sunday night. Like, it goes so much deeper than that. Another question is your top daily things that you do. Okay. My number one thing is fuck shits. Okay. And I say fuck shits because When you're saying, oh, I should do this, I should do that, it's automatically saying that what you're wanting to do is wrong and something else, like, what you're doing is wrong and you should be doing something else. So that puts a very yuck kind of energy around it, right? So one, fuck shoulds. And the only habits, and this is, like, my things, and remember, this is my stuff. So I'm not the kind of coach that's going to be like, Oh, you should be doing these things. Like I want you guys to feel what is good for you. That is how I teach. So my daily routine is I don't have one because it's very masculine. And I feel like the moment that I have a routine and if I don't do it for one day, I'm going to feel like shit about myself. So I worked with me for a while but then I didn't like it anymore, especially, like, the more I got into my feminine. So I have an array of resources and tools, but I just flow into what feels right then and there. And also, a lot of books, like Morning Routine, How to Be Successful, this and that, all those books are actually written by men for men, okay? So, that's not helping us women, um... You know, that's just going into the patriarchal world again, but yeah, like as long as I hit my daily steps and I make time for my sensual embodiment practices, maybe I want to feed into my witch archetype and, you know, draw cards, journaling, meditation, like those are basics, but like there are some Qigong practices I do and it really just depends what phase my cycle I'm in too. So it really depends. Always go with the flow, always go with what feels right. Okay, so the rest of these questions actually don't pertain to boundaries. So I will actually save them and maybe, you know, answer them in another podcast episode. But boundaries are the golden gateway for you to access and cultivate a free relationship with yourself, with your life, with all beings. So it's really important to get crystal clear on your dream boundaries and be anchored in your why. So if you don't access or take time to build the confidence and trust within yourself, then you may actually struggle to feel safe to express or draw and embody your boundaries. So you have to be okay with the possibility of rejection. You must become okay with you know, people potentially leaving you or backlash uh, or people not understanding you and your need for boundaries. And even if you're not okay with it right now, give yourself the grace and opportunity to just not be okay with it. Then if you need to face it, you move through it. So if you don't know why you have this XYZ boundary in the first place, you will not feel anchored into it. And you will not feel the need or have the discipline and strength from your own masculine energy to draw the boundary. So build this trust and confidence within yourself first, that's the backbone. So this means sticking to your own personal boundaries and it's actually going to build trust within your own masculine energy so that your feminine actually feels safe. And if you have trouble sticking to your own personal boundaries, then you're going to struggle with feeling confident to draw boundaries in the bedroom, in your relationships, in your business, with your clients, with your co-workers, with your family, your friends. So one, get clarity on the boundary and why. Two, embody and draw the boundary. Three, leave room for human error and reminding. Four, Allow space for your boundaries to change over time as you need them to. You can outgrow boundaries. They are your guide and not the rule book. Okay, so last thing and I'm going to wrap it up. You know, another thing that ties into boundaries is closure. So sometimes you want closure and you don't realize that you have closure. It's just not the way that you want it. So whether it's your client, parents, the man or woman you're seeing, a friend, your Xbox, anyone. Xbox ex boss, you know, so often people want closure when they have closure, just not in the way they wanted it. So if they ghosted you or they're not listening to you and you have, you're trying to get closure, you are not seeing that you have closure. So the closer, the closure is the fact that maybe they don't have the human decency to communicate or the fact that they just don't want to, Right. Hello, like not someone that you want in your life anyways. So instead of trying to get closure your way, why don't you just see the situation for what it is? So if your friend has stopped texting you and you don't know why, instead of fighting for closure, what if you stopped expending your energy onto that and instead realized that, wow, okay, I don't actually want a friend that cannot take five minutes to explain themselves. So the way that people interact with you is the closure. Their actions are the signs. And sometimes you got to stop giving someone the benefit of the doubt and just realize that their behavior maybe isn't in line with what you are wanting in your life. And that is okay. That is okay. And this doesn't make them a bad person. And it doesn't make you a bad person for wanting something else either. So the key is to give yourself closure. Help your brain and heart understand what you are receiving or lack of, from this person and standing in the energy of what you actually want so knowing you deserve it and you can have it capiche so that being said it's a perfect segue to next week's episode all about attachment styles it's quite lengthy but it's going to be really juicy i'm also going to have an instagram box on any questions you might have in regards to attachment styles I really wanted to do a masterclass, but as most of you know, at this point in my life, I did invest and I'm in a coaching container for myself and my business. So I don't have the capacity. So you're getting a lot of gems and I'm really excited for that. So stay tuned and I will talk to you all next week. Hope this was insightful and you're feeling empowered. I would appreciate if you could do an Apple podcast review. Takes less than 15 seconds. Forward and share this with anyone you feel would benefit. Tag me on Instagram and I will talk to you soon.